0: Redeemer Church. We're going to continue this morning in our study in the book of Romans. Romans is found in what testament? New testament. The New Testament. Um, anybody need a Bible? Anybody need a Bible? Raise your hand. If you need one, we'll bring one to you. Just you keep your hand up. We have a Bible for you. If you don't have a Bible at home, um, this Bible is a gift from us to you. You can have it. And um, it's um, it's a gift from us to you. Turn with me to Romans. We're going to be in chapter 4. And we're going to finish verses, I'm through to finish the chapter, we're going to be looking at verses 13 to 25. Romans chapter 4, 13 to 25. It tells us in Romans starting verse 13 and chapter 4 for the promise of Abraham and his offspring that he will be an heir of the world did not come through the law but through the righteousness of faith for if it is the heirs of the law who are to be the heirs faith is null and the promise is void for the law brings wrath but where there is no law there is no transgression that is why it depends on faith in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offsprings, not only to the adherent of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. And as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations, in the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and called to exist into to the things that do not exist, and hope he believed, Against hope That he should become the father of many nations As he had been told So shall your offspring be He did not weaken in faith When he considered his own body Which was as good as dead Since he was about a hundred years old Or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb Verse 20 No unbelief made Him waver Concerning the promise of God But he grew strong in his faith as he, glory, as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised, that is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. But the words it was counted to him were not written for his sake only, but for ours also. It will be counted to us who believe in whom who were wa- raised from the dead Jesus Christ, Jesus our Lord, who were delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Again, many of y'all like, Creston, it was a lot. (laughs) That's a lot that we just mentioned. And I kind of don't understand any of it. If you feel that way, raise your hand. And that's okay. With the time we have, I pray that the Lord, by his spirit, allow me to walk and care for you all at this moment through his word so you can better understand what his word has to say. Um, So let me pray for us. And we're gonna walk through this together. So don't feel bad like Chris, I didn't understand this and I've been to church all my life. It's okay, it's okay. This is the time now you're gonna be discipling God's word through the preaching of the word. This is the time you get to sit up on the word to be able to absorb it, to be able to understand what God has for us. So let me get you guys attention to this morning and as we focus our mind on Jesus and his word, let me pray for us. Our Father, God, in heaven, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us this time to your word. Lord, your word has so much truth in it. Help us understand it. Help us grow in it. Nourish us in your word. Grow us in your word. Help us through your word, Lord, please. A lot of us, Lord, don't understand all this right now in your text, but Lord, you always put before us, we ask, we can can receive from you, Lord, and this is one of the things we can receive, Lord, we ask to grow in you, Lord, and study your word, Lord, your will, Lord, if it's it, Lord, we grow in your word, could you give us your word? So, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to give us your word, help us understand your word, Lord, so we can submit to your word, Lord, and teach the nations your word as we are taught the word through um, uh, by you, Lord, by your spirit. So, Lord, we ask you to bless us this morning. Help me, Lord, I'm weak. I got so many faces out there looking at me right now, Lord. I need your strength. Lord, help me. Lord, lead your people well. I'm not. I'm not as smart as many of them. Many of people are in this room. Um, I don't know the Bible, Lord, as good as probably many of these people in this room. So, Lord, even though, Lord, I'm a pastor, I still need your help. So, give me your help. Give me your wisdom. Give me your guidance, so that I can preach your word faithfully. So I can be encouraged, and your people can be encouraged. In Christ, let me pray. Amen. Amen. When I was in college some years ago, I had an apartment when I was staying in Memphis. Don't be talking about, you know, young dog hunting shots when I said Memphis. I'm, bring your mind back. If your mind went off when I said Memphis, start thinking about Dottie and all that, bring your minds back, okay? I'm not talking about any of that right now, okay? I went to college in Memphis. And when I went to college, I had an apartment. And when you get an apartment, you got to sign a contract. This particular year, I signed a year contract. And when I signed this year contract in apartment, uh, I was looking forward to staying in this apartment for a year. But all of a sudden, I was a couple months in a contract and, and I went into my back room and all of a sudden I saw mold on the wall. Mold was growing on the wall. So I didn't want to remain in this apartment anymore. They got mold, and you guys know what mold can do. Mold can mess with your your lungs. Uh, uh, what's the, the the biological name for the lungs? The respiratory system, thank you. Thank you, doctor. The respiratory system, right? And so I don't want to stay in this apartment, but I'm signed to 100, I mean not 100, uh, one year lease. So I went to the front desk, desk of the apartment complex and said, hey, I want to put my request in and move out of here. And they said well your request is denied You got four or five months left And they said "Sorry, You're under your contract agreement We cannot let you out of this because you're under your agreement And they continued to give me a hard time I was trying to explain things to them And so for me They didn't the want listening to me And I am trying this I'm a young college student at this time And, and for me is that Okay you're not going to listen to me Forget your year lease I'm out of here my respiratory system is better than this one-year contract, and I'm gonna be messed up for life, right? I said, I'm out of here. I'm not sticking to this one-year agreement. So what I did, I packed my bags. I packed my bed up. I think I had a Honda. I think I put the bed on top of Honda and everything. Y'all yeah, ain't had no truck and all that. So I had to get it to my new place. I had to do what I had to do. So I packed all my stuff up, real. everything I packed up. And I got everything in the car, I moved out, and I found a new place. Got my new place, and a couple of months later, the apartment's called me and said, Hey, we noticed you moved out. And you, since you moved out and everything, that you still got to pay for your last four or five months. So for me, I responded. I responded that the contract was void. And they said, how so? I said I couldn't live in certain conditions. So the agreement that we had was void because you didn't keep to your agreement for me to be able to have living conditions. My health was at risk. So I'm free from the contract. And guess what else I got? I got pictures to show. you This is the time y'all got them nice iPhone. This is the time we we didn't have, we had the, the androids. I don't know, do they still make androids? I don't know if they still make androids. But um, um, but I had an Android phone, a note, and just taking pictures. And so for me, I said, well, let me send you over these pictures then. And I sent them over the pictures, and they saw the pictures. They came back and said, oh, my. If you decide to pay in the futures, on you. But don't worry. You're free from your contract. I said, well, no, I can get my lawyer. In. No, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> and the contract was void because one party didn't meet this side uh, of agreement y'all might be saying, well, Creston, we don't want to hear no more about your department history and agreement. What, what are you talking about in the Bible? We want to hear about the Bible. I think this will relate to what we're talking about today, right? I had an agreement with them As they keep their agreement. I keep my agreement. I get to stay there. They get their money. We all happy. Well, also it was an agreement in the Bible. And our test today is talking about this agreement. Since one party, right, it's an agreement between mankind and God. Mankind was given this party, given this agreement to to meet these standards. If they meet these standards of God, they get blessed and they get heaven. If you meet this agreement that God has given to all mankind, we all get heaven just like the apartment. You meet this agreement, I get the money, I get somewhere to live. If we meet this agreement what God said before us and obey what he has given to us, we get the blessings. But we don't meet this agreement. The promise is void, we don't get anything. So no matter how much we try to better fix ourselves in this agreement, the agreement is void if we break the agreement. So family, even for us, we're looking back at it as that God had told us to live a, light, a righteous life. How many of y'all sin, raise your hand before you him one time in your life? Okay? So everybody got your hand raised up. Um, you put your hand down. Everybody that raised their hand, you broke God's agreement. I broke God's agreement. Because God agreement has said is that we have to live perfect lives. We cannot make a mistake. So the agreement is, is broken for us. And so now then how can we receive the promise? That's just up the question for a second. How can we get heaven if we broke the agreement? That's a good question, I didn't let me add one more thing to this As you're pondering thinking about this question But it was another party It was another party That was under the same agreement for us But this one party He kept everything That we didn't keep in agreement And by him keeping everything in agreement What do he get? He get the place to live Which is heaven He get the blessings He get all these things and we don't get it But the thing about it, though, is that the special thing about him doing it, he said, yes, Father, they broke the agreement, but now I'm going to marry them. I'm going to marry them. And by me marrying them, they're going to be looked upon as they have kept the agreement as well. And by faith and by they believing upon me is that they're going to get the same blessings as this agreement that what this party receive. Who is this part of talking? I'm talking about Jesus. Jesus kept the law that we didn't keep. He kept the agreement. We didn't keep the agreement, but us believing in Jesus and we are married to Jesus by being his bride, by being married to Jesus, we get everything in an agreement. Can you say amen today? We get everything in agreement because we, Jesus has done. So the contract is still there. Right? If we If we want to be able to be a part of this agreement of the promise, we must be in Jesus. That's kind of what we're going to be talking about this morning and today. We're going to talk about this test today. Is that this promise is going to be rested upon grace. This promise is rested upon grace. So how are we going to get this promise? God in, in 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 the past, turn the past, has always brought about a plan. How are we going to be able to see this promise? It's going to be by the law. It's going to be by faith. And it's going to be by grace. Those three 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 things right there, God is going to use to be able to bring about the promise. So we're going to do it in three points today. The law could not give us what was promised. Verses thirteen to fifteen. Grace could only give us what was promised, verse 16. And we're going to end out today, Shatera, with verse 3, I mean point 3. Abraham and others must put faith in Jesus, 17 through 25. So jump to point number 1 with me. The law could not give us what was promised. Look at verse 13. For the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he will be heir of the world did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For it is the adherents of the law who are to be heirs. Faith is known and the promise is void. Before we try to unpack this first part, first let's talk about this promise. Let me tell you what this promise is. God told us in Genesis 17, 6 right through Moses. This was the promise. I will make you a fruitful and I will make you into nations and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generation for an everlasting covenant to be a God to you, to your offspring after you. And I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land of your sojourning, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession. I will be their God. One person sums it up like this in Genesis 17, 6 8 this way. The Abrahamic covenant, this promise that I just read in Genesis 17, 6 8 it promised three things. The promise is three things. Everybody say with me. A land, the land. Kingship, kingship, and a people. And the people. To be a king of a land, you always got to have people. You can't be a king you don't have no people. Who are you going to be a king over? Right? Also, you can't be a king if you don't have any land to rule over. So right here is that God is promising Abraham a king, a land, and an actual a people. This promise was promised before the law of circumcision. Circumcision was a law that cut the foreskin of the males, and this promise was for Abraham and his offspring. And some describe this promise like a quarter. One person described this. I think. Jeff Johnson described it like a quarter. It's like a quarter has two sides on it, right? One side is head, another side is? Tail. Tails. The promise as well is like a quarter. It has two sides to it. Yeah, one side is physical and one side is spiritual. The physical side was was given to the people of Israel through their obedience. The spiritual side was given by grace. Not to, not due to their obedience, but through the obedience of Jesus. So you got a quarter, right? Two sides on it. So this promise that God has has two sides on it. One side for the people of Israel. If you obey these things, you get this physical land. You be this physical people. You do these certain things, God is going to do these things, right? On the other side of the promise is that God now has is that someone else has done it for us. It's a spiritual promise that we're gonna be a people, a spiritual people, with a spiritual land, and a spiritual, what, uh, uh, human, uh, 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 spiritual de- deity, de- uh, divinity, divinity, which so is Jesus, is an attribute, right? Um, his, his nature, he is divine, and he also is man. And so Jesus meet these criteria. But this promise right here was this land That God was going to give Israel He's going to give Israel all this land He's going to give them these certain things So by faith The promise is going to be obtained To the people Because they believe in Jesus Keeping the law didn't give us An inheritance of the promise The law let us know Where we were alienated from the promise The law shows us our sins Know what the law is here for you can't be saved by keeping the law because nobody here can keep the law. You can't be saved by keeping it. Well, I kept this commandment. I kept this commandment. I kept this commandment. But it said if you ever had lust in your heart, you broke them all. you ever had anger in your heart, you broke them all. So no matter what commandment, you might have kept the first commandment, second commandment. If you broke one commandment, family, we are alienated from the promise. The law was there to set us up, to let us know that we are alienated from the promise. But with us being adopted, we talked about this last week, by us being adopted in Jesus, we inherit the promise. The law couldn't give us the promise, it can only condemn us. So the only, only way this promise can bring about is from Abraham's offspring, and it talks about in our text about this offspring. Offspring in Galatians 3 explain what offspring is. A lot of times you think about offspring, Abraham offspring, think about who? Okay. You think about Isaac. You think about Abraham's son Isaac, right? Well, you have Isaac and you have Jacob. You have all these sons, the offsprings. But if you look in our test, the offspring is not actually plural. Offspring is actually singular offspring is singular you look in verse 18 so shall your offspring be it's not just offspring with an S Paul explains this in Galatians 3 now the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring it does not say into offsprings with an S which is plural referring to many but referring to one and to your offspring who is Christ The promise belongs to Christ. So we only can be a part of the promise we are one in Christ. The law can give, the law in of itself by us keeping the law cannot bring about this promise. Because all of us have been born in sin. For all of us have sinned. But Jesus, he was born under the law. He was born under the law. And so the law was fulfilled through Jesus. Jesus has kept every aspect of the law. So how does the promise come? It comes from one that has kept the law, which is Jesus. So family, the law, we cannot be saved by us keeping the law. Because we can't keep the law. But Jesus has kept the law for us. So we can be saved and be with the Father forevermore. He has kept the law. So the law... It's fulfilled through Jesus. And by being fulfilled through Jesus, the promise comes. So the law is that it shows our sin. Look in verse 15. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, there is no transgression. The law lets us know we're guilty. And we didn't have a law. We would make excuses about everything. But God gives the law to let us know though, is that you are guilty, that you haven't met the standards. that we are separated from God. We are alienated from his promises. And that's Paul's pause. Pause for one second. Hit the pause button on your, on your Netflix. Hit the pause. I know you're in your show. Hit the pause. for One second. Family. Paul is writing this Romans letter to the church here. He's building up the church. He's using this right here to create unity in the church. By us understanding right now that we don't deserve the promises, family, we can see that now we don't have an excuse not to love each other now in the church. What we have done to God is more than what I've done to Alina, to Miss Olivia, to Demaya, to Rod. All the things I have failed y'all on, I have messed up on in life, all those things that I've done still don't compare to what we have done to God. What we have done to God, Correll. It's way worse than what we have done to each other. And so what happened, God is showing you those that look what you have done to me, but look what I have done to you. Go love each other. There's no way that you can see God's love that He have done for us and still go around and hate your brother. So what did you do to grace then? You just trampled upon grace. Jesus has done all that for you. Now you're gossiping about your brother and your sister. And now you're, you're bashing your brother and your sister. Now you're over critiquing your brother and your sister, but look what you have done to Jesus and look what he has done for you. He have kept the law for you. He have done the things that you can do. Now Jesus now, now Paul is giving them this gospel to let them know this will create biblical unity in the church. You cannot continue in sin towards one another. Husbands, love your wife. Why wow, submit to your husbands? And not in the way of, of a husband, in a way of verbally abusing or things of that nature. Not that garbage. But truthfully, as a man is leaving his wife beautifully, the wife longing and lovely wants to submit to the husband as he's led by the Lord. A lot of time, a lot of wives don't want to be submitted to their husband because a lot of times their husband has not good examples. They're terrible examples. A family starts in a home. It starts in a home here and Paul is teaching them that you can't love each other until you first understand what I've done for you. If you don't understand the gospel, you won't understand how to love each other. Because when you understand the gospel, now you don't have an excuse not to love someone that made you mad. So anyway, that's what Paul is kind of getting at here. He's creating a tension in the text. Letting them know that law shows you that we all are sin. We all have broken the law. We all have broken the law. It's like we are all tied up to this railroad track. Tied to down to the railroad track. We are stuck. No way out. The train is coming. The wrath is coming. We're tied down to the railroad track. We can't get up. We're enslaved to it. We are enslaved to sins. We are about to face the wrath. It's coming because we all have sinned. All of a sudden, as the train is coming, coming, closer and coming closer, all of a sudden, someone moves you out the way and they take your place. They take your place on the right They move you out the way So you can be set free And for them to spend the round How did it go? How do we go? You like that? Yeah. Okay. To spend the round And so So This person gets the wrath. So now you got gratitude How? Why did you do that for me? You, you killed yourself You allowed yourself to be killed in this moment so I can be free. Why did you do that for me, Shatera? That's good. Why? I deserve, right? I got in this train track. I was a slave to this. But you pushed me out the way, Denise. You pushed me out the way, and you took the wrath for me. I did that for you. That's what Jesus says. And by doing that now, you go do it for others. Family. Why some of division in churches? Why some of division in the home? Why after we see and taste what Jesus has done, family, we should be most loving and kindest of people around. Y'all stop trying to one up each other. All y'all look good. All y'all look good. Everybody make good money. It's fine. You ain't got to show off. Let us all be humbled in Christ. So anyway, Paul brings us there. The law could not give us what the promise. Because so we have broken the law. The law shows our transgression. But Jesus kept the law. That brings us to point number two. As I'm going to speed up. Mr. Denise blinked at me. The grace could only give us what was promised. Verse 16. That is why it depends on faith. In order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offsprings. Since the law brings judgment, this made us, again, separated from the spiritual blessings that leave the only hope, which is our dependence on faith. Again, you're on that railroad track tied down. You can't get out. You're enslaved to it. Matter of fact, let me clarify this. You didn't want to get up. You enjoy it. Staying there waiting You enjoyed waiting on the raft to come You enjoyed the railroad tracks You thought it was cool That's what we thought about seeing We thought it was cool We thought going out, turning up You know, missing that cranberry juice What y'all missing with You thought it was cool in there And you was enjoying these things in life But all of a sudden one came. He got you up. <laughs> he got you up. And by faith, you believed in the one that got you up. Because you didn't want to get up. Because it tells in Ephesians 2 that for, it says about, we were dead in our trespasses. Again, I've been to a lot of funerals. When somebody's dead, they're not getting up. So we were dead in our trespasses. We enjoyed our trespasses. But he made us alive in him. So Family. By faith. We receive the promise by faith by believing in the one that have done it for us. Because so we see the promise now is pretty by God's grace. For the one that had the law and failed to keep it, and those that didn't have the Mosaic law, that all by faith are recipient of the promise because of the God's grace. Grace is getting what you don't deserve, and the grace is what the promises rest upon. How do we get this promise of God? We get it by grace and by faith. And by one that has kept the law. So the people under the law are also the people that are dependent on faith for salvation. So the Jews and the Gentiles are saved by grace through faith. Help me out, Alina. For by grace you have been saved. Through faith. And this is not your own doing. It's a gift of God. Not if it's us or worse, so that no one can boast. For by grace you have been saved. You didn't save yourself. Mm. You didn't. I know y'all here on Sunday morning, I came to church. That means I deserve heaven. Coming to church, that don't mean you get heaven. If are believing in Jesus, you get heaven. There's a lot of folks going to church that ain't going to be in heaven. Preachers too now. A lot of preachers. So think about this. Again, a treasure is deep down in the ocean. And I have tried to get down to swim to get to it. Trying to get to that treasure in the ocean. I'm trying to get to it. Over and over, I'm swimming, I'm swimming, I'm swimming. Trying to get to the treasure. I'm, I'm I'm getting overwhelmed trying to get to it. I'm going, I'm going. I still can't get to it. But grace is like the submarine, though, right? They all of a sudden come and say, hey, the submarine goes down and gets to that treasure. It gets the treasure for you. Family, I think in the same way for us, we are running, we are trying our best to get to these things. We are trying our best, trying our best, we're trying. We're failing and we're trying and trying. feel like we can work ourselves to God. We can work ourselves to the problem. We can do it by our own works and apart from Christ family won't work the submarine like I would take you to the treasure I would take you deep down to the treasure so family we get the promise because grace takes us to it grace is like the submarine grace takes us to the promise it's the God's grace it's all about God's grace We know what we have done in this life. It's all about God's grace. God's grace gives us what we could not obtain enough ourselves. So that's what Abraham is getting at here. I mean, what Abraham was learning in the Old Testament. But this is what Paul is explaining to them. That grace could only give us what was promised. Because now we are separate from it. Because we have sinned the only way we can get it now again by us being married to Christ and by being dependent by faith in Christ we get everything in Christ and that brings about his grace right it's like somebody marrying a millionaire somebody married a millionaire they come to the marriage they only got two dollars in their pocket but once they married that million dollar belongs to who now on, to the husband oh I didn't have hear you <laughs> to both of them because they're united so everything that husband and spouse gets now it's together for them both right same thing in Jesus everything Jesus which is the groom everything Jesus has by us being the church the bride we get everything Jesus gets Amen. You know, hold on now all that belong to Jesus how y'all been saying, nah, this belong to me. I worked all week for this. This belong to me. What if Jesus said that to you? Well, I worked and I kept the law. did all this. It's going to keep it to me. Forget y'all. What if Jesus did y'all like that? Or did us like this? We won't get nothing with we? But Jesus is different from us, isn't he? Jesus said, now you're married to me. Everything that I had belonged to you. What better news is this, y'all? Amen. It's no Islam. Buddhism, uh, Hinduism, all this other stuff. What's the other stuff y'all believe in? Yes, Mormonism. All this other stuff y'all believe from y'all believe in. Those don't. It don't offer this good news here that Jesus did what we couldn't do, and He actually didn't hold it against us. He united Himself with us by dying for the cross for our sins. Point number three. Abraham and others must put faith in Jesus. Now we're about to see in life of Abraham that again he was saved by faith. Now Paul gives an example then. He could have used anybody in the Old Testament. But he keep using Abraham. He keep continuing using Abraham. Because Abraham was one that he said that he mentioned about that. um, Abraham who was. It said said the father. And what's the verse. Romans right 17: It is written, "I have made you a father of many nations." In the presence of God, whom He believed, who he gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist, in hope we believe He believed against hope that He could, should become the father of many nations, as He had been told. So shall His offspring be. He did not weaken in faith when He considered His own body, which was as good as dead, since it was about ninety years old, and of when He considered the badness of several rooms. So talk about Abraham. Abraham was one of the most faithful men that walked the earth at this time. Now Abraham was one of the one that God had chosen, and that, that God had chosen to, to show his glory through. And Paul picks up upon this, and Paul uses Abraham, and then everybody he uses Abraham. And so he gives the description now. He texts about the Old Testament lane. Let's go back to the Old Testament, Paul says now. Let's let's see about Abraham's life. If we can learn about Abraham's life. We can better understand how God has been working all throughout the past. Because we understand how God is working through the past? It's the same God, He doesn't change. He works the same way in the present. So here we see that Abraham. Abraham was saved by faith. And you might see the continued trend is coming such as Paul. That everyone has sin everyone needs faith. Our faith is in one that has obeyed the law. We talked about this several times. This, this, this is the gospel that we must not be ashamed of. And look what we're adopted to. We're adopted to Christ. But Paul, teaches us in verses 17 and 18, it says about when Abraham, when God reminded Abraham of the promise again. God reminded Abraham of his promise at crucial times. It was a time when Abraham was really weak in the faith. After Abraham lied about Sarah being his sister, God reminded him again of the promise. You guys remember when um, Abraham went down to Egypt. There was a famine. Abraham was given Israel to stay in the land. But he got afraid and left. He dipped. God didn't tell him to go down there. He dipped. Later on, is going to tell Joseph and Mary to go and take Jesus. But Abraham dipped out of fear because of the famine. So when Abraham gets fearful, he gets afraid and he runs. Just like us we get fearful we run, but in the midst of this, God uses Abraham is that even though Abraham ran, God came and met with Abraham in Genesis 12 and God reminded him that he would not leave him over the sacred. Same thing with Abraham by Sarah. She couldn't have a baby. Brother was old. KJ was old. Old man. Couldn't have a child. And for him, he didn't wait and trust the Lord. He put things in his own hand. He took the maid servant that his wife had given to him and went into her and had a baby named Ishmael, which was not the promised seed. So when Abraham got afraid, he ran at times, but God came again to the promise. And Paul tells us about how God came to Abraham and he shows Abraham the promise and shows Abraham the promise. And what did God tell him in his promise in verse 17? As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. The presence of the God, on whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. And hope, he believed against hope, that he should become the father of many nations. Abraham believed. Even though he was fearful, the Lord showed himself to Abraham. And Abraham believed. Abraham was a man of faith. Even though he struggled at times, he still considered a man of faith. The Family, if Abraham struggled, family, we struggle. But one thing Abraham did, Abraham believed the Lord Amen. after the clouds cleared. Abraham knew who brought him from the land of the earth. Uh, er. Abraham knew God provided for him with his son Isaac. When Abraham was about to slaughter his own son on that mountain, right? He about to kill his own son, and God provided him a scapegoat. Abraham knew God could continue Providing for him So Abraham was a man of faith Abraham knew he couldn't save himself His son was about to die in that moment Because God Was going to provide for him And God can do it Because God have made all things for himself Amen. So after God reminds Abraham of the promise Abraham responded this way In verse 19 he did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old, or when he considered the bareness of Sarah's womb. No unbelief made him waver concern, concerning the promise of God, but he knew, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God. Fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. But God overcame what came Abraham's way, he was shaken. He put things in his own hand, but he still knew that God was going to provide for him. He knew God was going to provide for him, but he still was not patient enough. This just like us. We know God is going to make us a new heaven and new earth, right? We know God is going to do good things to us, get good, good things to us. But we're impatient. We go ahead and do our own thing, and later on we say, Well, God's still gonna do this for us. Even though Abraham was faithful, Abraham did show some pictures of immaturity. But still, Abraham didn't waver. And I tell you here this morning, no matter what you're going through, no matter what the doctor might say, no matter what friends might say, no matter what's in your life that's happening right now with people around you, what God has for you, no one will be able to take that from you. And when you have Christ, no one will be able to take that from you. You will be in Christ forevermore. Will it be hard at times? Yes. Will it be difficult at times? Yes. Will you mess up at times? Yes. But ultimately, the promise would not change. And Abraham is a picture of this. But Abraham messed up, he still looked forward to the promise. So it said Abraham didn't waver. This is what Paul tells us in verse 22. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. But the words it was counted to him were not written for his song, for his sake alone. Abraham believed God, not himself. We have this whole society talking about like believing yourself, believing yourself type thing. Mm. believing yourself. And you can do it. Believe in yourself. You know, it's nothing wrong with the sense of wanting to, to get great all-a's and wanting to, to honor the Lord and getting all A's and things of that nature. But family, we only can do what God allows us to do. We have to believe in someone outside of ourselves. If we just need to believe in ourselves, why do we even need Jesus? We need Jesus, right? Because ourselves are not good enough to make ourselves right with God. So we need Jesus. So we believe in a sense of, yes, God gives us strength to succeed, to do things in life. But oh, we believe in Jesus. And we believe in the script that Jesus has given us that we can succeed. Yes, I can succeed through the power and the script of Jesus. But it tells right here, Abraham believed God. I'm about to finish up, about to finish up. And Paul continued with verse 24. To let us know that the Roman church are partakers of this as well. This happened to Abraham to tear about 5,000 years ago. But Paul writes his letter said, what happened 5,000 years ago when Abraham believed and God counted as righteous? 2022. Even in the first century. By believing in Jesus he counted righteousness towards us. That we are counted righteous as well. This is not for Abraham. This is not for Jacob. This is for the church. These are the ones. Who, who get this righteousness? Who believe in him, who raised from the dead of Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised our justification. Do you believe in Jesus? For those who believe in Jesus, we get this righteousness. You hear that, Noel? That's what we get. We get his righteousness. For those that believe in Jesus. Because he was delivered for our trespasses, he had never seen. But his father didn't leave his body in the grave for his body to corrupt he raised him up on that third day and displayed him to the world that he was once was dead but now he lives he satisfied the bands of the father for his people that now the people of god are justified or made right with the father they are not guilty so family we get a huge break christian church now go share this to the world Go share this great news to the world that Jesus raised from the grave. He made us live in Him. That now we can put our faith in Jesus, and now our sins are washed away. Go tell it to the world. That's what changed the world. You want to see the block of Palm Love transform, Howard Drive? You want to see Howard how it, how it Drive love Jesus? Remember the gospel. Live in the gospel. I know some people say, well, y'all know me. I'm just going to say what I'm going to say. Jesus redeemed you from that. You don't say what you're going to say. You say the things that what Christ has called you to say. You build people up. You say those certain things that Christ has called you to say something. Let me end with a couple of applications. Do not throw away the law. Because the law shows where we miss the market. Remember the Ten Commandments. Memorize the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments shows us that we have broken God's law, but also it shows how strong God's grace is, regardless of us breaking Yes, we are saved by Christ, but if we don't desire to walk in His ways, we are led astray, and we can lead others astray. If you love Jesus, now you want to keep the law. You love keeping the law now, not to be saved because now that's your new character. Now they always say you you look like a duck, you walk like a duck, you cry like a duck. What's the, what is it? It's a duck. It's a duck. Again, what about a Christian life? What does a Christian look like these days? What does a Christian look like? And so We have an opportunity to live out the Christian thing Are we perfect? No Jesus is perfect But, but we are striving To be more like Jesus Yes, you might say Ten cuss words last week Maybe this week you only say one Then next week you don't say any it's a, it's a progression here. You're growing more in Christ. You're looking more like Christ. You slowly are getting better. Your attitudes, your anger, all those things are getting better over time because you love Jesus. Number two, one way you can help up out of this, meditate on God's grace daily. You see His grace was done for us? We get Christ. We get heaven. We get adoption. So much more. We get all the things in Christ. No man can give you what Jesus can give you. Like mankind. And y'all women are sing, y'all talking about, okay, man. This, that is true, though. right? No man in this world. No man. If you got married, you think, well, all your problems are going to go away? No, you're going to get more problems. Only Jesus can satisfy you. Because now, being married, you're going to see more and more of your fallenness. This should encourage us to not think highly of oneself, but think highly of Christ. Amen. The last thing. God, uh, God did not make a mistake. I'm sorry. God did not make a mistake. Remember this, y'all. God did not make a mistake. Y'all sitting in the chairs right now. God knew exactly a point at the time that you guys going to be sitting in these chairs. God knew all things. And what you're doing right now in this life, you probably thinking like, man, I don't know what to do next in life. I don't know what's next and all this. You're exactly what God allowed you to be at right now in life. Listen to this. It was his plan from the jump, to die and reconcile the people for himself. It wasn't all about the Israelites. They were just a type that pointed to the anti-type, which is Christ. He has not made a mistake in all eternity. We can truly trust him. Even while we face adverse time, God allowed us to go through these things for his glory. And his glory alone. So God's not making mistakes. But will we trust him this morning? Trust him. Life is short. I saw the, the guy on the Ellen show that committed suicide. He was in a, a place of plenty of money, plenty of dance skills, but all those things can still come miss the void, meet the void for him. A lot of people, they feel like, well, I can get this certain haircut, put a certain amount of makeup on, I can look this certain way, now I can feel so good. You're not. Now you're going to worry about something else. Then you're going to worry about something else. (laughs) Then you're going to worry about something else. It don't stop. So I would say stop today and look to Jesus. And by looking to Jesus, family, we get it all. We get it all. We get somebody that would never leave us, y'all. Somebody was going to be there for us forevermore. So family, look to Jesus. So there's two sides of this coin. This physical Israel, they got the land through Joshua. All the promise they got that God gave them through this agreement, they got it through Joshua. They became a land, they got a king, which is David. All of these things Israel got, but eventually Israel so happily for them, they didn't keep their part of this agreement. And Israel lost the land. Kings got killed. People fought against each other. The physical Israel sea was a disaster. But God was already looking forward to someone else that's gonna bring about the true spiritual promise, which is Christ. And Christ kept everything. And by Christ being the one that have kept all the laws of the Old Testament. So, family, we get everything that Jesus has. So we don't have to worry about the Joneses. I mean, not the Jones, but we ain't gotta worry about the people across the street. They got a better car, they got a better all this. Tell we get Jesus. I know that might sound corny to y'all. If it sounds corny to you, you don't know what you've been saved from then. Or you might not even be saved. But if you've truly been saved, we get all of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for us.